What's up, everybody? This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, we went back to the neighborhood. That's right. And we brought you another local legend, man. Uh, you guys have heard me say this before. My hometown is La Habra, California. And anytime we can bring you a, a kid from the block who's done something notable, man, it's always an honor of mine. So we brought you Elder El Monstro Cruz. Elder is the number one brown belt in the world and is easily one of the most feared prospects in the jiu-jitsu world. Elder trains under Lucas Lech at the Checkmat Academy in La Habra. And as you guys might know, we already had the founder and owner of Checkmat, Leo Vieira, on our podcast, who is one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners of all time. So even better to get a guy plucked from his tree and someone we already know personally. Me and Elder went to high school together, and uh, it's been a long time coming, dude. It was it was great catching up and uh, hearing his journey up till now, man. And I hope you guys enjoy what he has to say. So without further ado, I bring to you Elder El Monstro Cruz. Alternate take, listeners. What's up, bitches? We're back. We did it again, man. We brought you guys another legend, someone from my motherfucking hood, man. We brought you... The best brown bout in the motherfucking world, El Monstro himself, dude. Elder Cruz, what's up, baby? What's up? What's up, Danny? Nice to nice to be on your show finally. Thanks, brother, man. It's good to see you, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, man. I feel like we were both a lot chubbier the last time we like we saw each other, like back in like. Man, it's been a minute. I don't know since like high school. Dog, that's because fucking Taco Bell burritos are like 80 cents at the time, dude. Inflation is a motherfucker now. So I, I got I've been getting fit just because of Joe Biden and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's true. Mocha salsa dollar burritos before. Dog, you have no remember that? Oh my god, man. Jesus Christ. Good days, man. I missed those. The, the <laughs> how much are they? Like four bucks now, motherfuckers. Yeah, no, you don't get the dollar burritos no more. Nah. <laughs> remember the dudes that would sling them at break? You're like, this guy's an animal, dude. That guy was that guy knew about N- NFTs back then, man. I'm telling you, man. He was a genius. No, I swear he's pr- he's probably doing NFTs right now. Probably, you know, what I mean? he's probably like rich somewhere. Like, just you know, nobody knows where he's at, but he's probably rich. You know what I mean? Making a lot of money. That guy already knew about the Wolf of Wall Street before the movie came out. <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. He was doing that at fucking break. I swear to God, dude. Bro, he sold out like 40 burritos in like 15 minutes. Like, you know, that doesn't matter of break. Like, yeah, dude. I had I had him second period and um that and breaks after second period. So I remember like I would get him before the rush. I was like, hey dog, come on, just hook it up now. I don't want to deal with the line. I don't got problem. I got I don't got time for that shit. And uh dude, it was a good hookup. Long time ago though, man. That's the last time I saw you. It's been like fucking 10 years. 10 years. Damn, 10 years. What a trip, man. Well, dude, I, I like to do this with all my uh well on my guests. I like to start from the beginning, man. So uh tell us about Elder Cruz before La Habra. Tell us about how you even got here, brother. Like from like jujitsu, like wrestling and or everything, like grappling. Everything from your childhood and how and how you came to La Habra before before jujitsu. I'm talking like early days when you were slapping hoes when you were three. I'm talking about. <laughs> so I I was like originally born in Honduras, like from like, uh, and my parents brought me back over here when I was like four years old. Oh shit. Um, I was like. It was like a big transition for me, like go, go, going through like, you know, like, like I had a pre- I have a very good upbringing. Like my parents like gave me everything I needed, but I never found like anything that I was like very passionate or anything for. So it was kind of like, like, uh, like I had like a very like, you know, like I was very insecure. I didn't I didn't I didn't like I, didn't, I just didn't have like any vision or anything. And then like. 
when I was 14 years old, I remember after football practice, my older brother was walking somewhere and I was like, hey, where are you going? And then I was like, uh, and then he was, he was like, I'm going to wrestling. And I was like, as soon as I thought wrestling, I was like, wrestling, what, what is what is wrestling? And like, I, I was imagining like, you know, like Rey Mysterio, you know, like WWE, like stuff like that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go try it out. And like the first day I tried it out, I was like, it was like the hardest practice I've ever done in my life. Like I, I couldn't even do the practice, but I was just like so hooked. I was like, man, this is it. Especially when I went up against like, I think like what really got it for me was like, I went up against like somebody that, you know, you know, kids, you know, it's kids. Like they kind of like tease you. I went up against somebody that like usually like, you know, like likes to poke at you. And I like slammed them to the ground and I was like, what <laughs> you're not in trouble you're like this yeah, yeah i'm not in trouble like what what's going on here you know what i mean so then after that i was just kind of like i just became like in love with wrestling and i did that for like four years in in, in high school and i ended up getting like uh like in just four years i ended up becoming like two times cif champ like i i, I made it to state two years and then i just placed my senior year but like i feel like i had i had a lot of like um i a lot a lot of talent in wrestling at a young age then i went to mount sac and i had like a breakout year bro like it was like i like the growth i made from la habra to like like shout out mount sac like that i made to at mount sac is like ridiculous because i went from like a team that was i was the best guy I could kind of like do whatever I wanted. Like all I wanted to do was just, no, I don't, I don't need to go lift weights. I'm just going to drill. I'm just going to do this. You know what I mean? My way. Like I, and then the thing, good thing is I like to train wrestling, but I don't like to do all the other stuff. Then I went to Mount Sac where it's not just, you're the best guy. Like you have guys from like other areas that are older. They may not have had your accolades in, in high school, but they were older because in the Juco, like the, it just weathers them out. You know what I mean? Some guys come back after a while. So I remember like that first month, like that first month of practice, I started like, I broke down. I like ran out of the room and I like, I started crying. I was like, man, like I'm training hard. Cause, cause I was just getting my ass beat. And I was like, when, when is like this hard work gonna, you know what I mean? When am I going to like, you know, like surpass. And then like, boom, I don't like, then I just started to get better and better is like, uh, as a as a as the season went on and i was ranked number one in the state bro so like i wow. i teched yeah i teched everybody so like tech is like you beat people 15-0 like jesus that's right so everybody in the state three and below like i had teched the the guys that were two and three ranked two and three one of them i i majored and the other guy already beat him twice so i was ranked first in the state and Man, I was just a knucklehead, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I, never got that kind of attention. Like, oh, man, you're like, you know, especially you're in college. Mount Sac's a bigger college, so I got kind of, like, caught up in the, like, oh, you know what? I don't want to go to class right now. And, like, stuff like the stupid shit. Like, things right. things that you, that you think, like, back, like, if you could, like, t- look at yourself back then and be like, motherfucker, go to class. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, go to fucking class. Like, don't hang out with these people. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Is that so I ended up not being able to finish the season and I after that it was like 
I, I picture my life kind of like, um, like I, I was, I put myself in a hole and then I just kept digging it deeper by the, like the choices I kept making every year instead of like, okay, like I didn't make grades this season. You learn from that is like basically like, okay, I'm gonna make grades next season, you know what I mean? Or next, I'm gonna go to class. I'm gonna like focus on school. Cause I had like the gift, but I just kept every year, like I just kept going back and just kind of messing around, you know what I mean? And then like, eventually, you know, you get older and I was, I started going like uh, working in like construction with my dad. Cause he owns a very successful uh, business. So I left that uh, I left wrestling. Well, before before that, before that, I went to like straight into construction. I went through like a super like, cause I was lost. I was like, okay, well, what else is there to wrestling? But like, I went through like a super hippie phase for like two years, bro. Where like I was like, I became like a yoga. No shit. Uh, yeah, I became like a yoga, uh, um, a trainee. You know what I mean? I was working at the yoga studio. I changed my name on Instagram to Booty. Like, you know how it's Buddha? <laughs> I changed it to Booty. Yeah. I was like all, all deep in like trying to like find myself and then like you know what I mean? And then after that, I didn't <laughs> like the answer was there all along. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like the answer was there, but I was like, no, nah, this isn't it. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's not because like <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't it. You know, that's what I was saying. And then after that, I started working with construction and making money and like, like, I'm gonna be real, the, the, the trades life, it's like, you, it's a very like, you know what I mean? You can make money, you can, you know what I mean? You can, it starts your family, you know, all, all that stuff, but it comes with money. And then like, usually when you're young and you have money, all you want to do is like, go out, do hood rat shit with my friends. You know what I mean? Like, of course, of course. <laughs> I just did it last night. I am I am no fucking uh I'm I'm not a good kid. I just did it last no, night. No, me neither. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't act like I've been like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a straight edge ass. Like I'm not I'm not like that. But yeah, I just I I went too deep and I got to the point where I was like, bro, I woke up one day and I was just like, man, you fucking you know, you could just hit that low. Yeah, you're rock I, bottom. Yeah, I hit I hit that like low, bro, like 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 that low. And I remember I, I didn't even know what to do. I was like, man, like, I got, like, what do I do? You know what I mean? I, I was like confused. And then I was like, you know what? There's still wrestling practice today. Let's see if I still got it. I went to wrestling practice that day and I hadn't wrestled for like, I don't know, a long ass time. And I still like, fuck, bro. I still fucking like, I was like, man, I, I still have it. So like that kind of made me start believing like, all right, man, you're in this whole like, like you have to do something with it. So like I signed myself up for an MMA fight. Like I didn't have no coach. I didn't have no like uh, no jujitsu coach, no striking coach, no nothing, bro. I was just like, oh, all right, I gotta do something. So like since the wrestling path wasn't there, like I was like, cause I I was like, man, I can't go back to school. I signed myself up. I hit up some amateur promotion, <laughs> and I remember like guys telling me like 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 guys like professionals and stuff. They were like you're going to fight with no coach, no nothing. You're just going to go out there and you're just going to fight. It's right, baby. Fuck it. Yeah. And I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the plan. You know what I mean? I'm about to do that. I'm from La Habra, bitch. You don't, you think I'm nervous about this shit? (laughs) 
Yeah. So I, I signed up, bro. And then I remember I prayed a lot, bro. And like everything just kind of like lined up. You know what I mean? I ended up finding my, my, my striking coach, my, I was at the UFC gym. So I used the UFC gym coach. He was a good coach, bro. Uh, Jeff Nolasco, you know what I mean? He was my first jujitsu coach and I had two amateur fights. And then like, I realized like, fuck, like, I seen that jujitsu, like jujitsu was kind of like bringing me more towards it. Like I, I felt like I still had to, had a lot of room to grow. You know what I mean? Cause it, like the way I look at it, if I would have just gone into MMA back then, I would probably be in the UFC right now. Like, 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 do, like, you know, do it, doing my thing, but I don't think my grappling would be where it's at right now, or I wouldn't have gotten like all these accolades and stuff, but yeah, then I just jumped into the jujitsu scene, bro. Like I was like trying to balance it out, like working, working with my dad. Cause I, I eventually had to like start working to like pay for tournaments. So like from like blue belt to purple belt, I remember I was just, I was working and I was, you know, like paying for jujitsu tournaments. Like I didn't really have a sponsors or anything. And then like, um, everything like really started to change for me. Like, uh, like purple belt when I, when I won, uh, double gold at the Gee pans and then, yeah, that was like the first big win. So my name finally, like, it's not like, Oh yeah, he's, he's like the, you know what I mean? He's the goat or anything, but it, it put, put my name on the map. And I, I, uh, so I kept doing that. You know, you know, you you lose, then you win, and then my first big win, like like where everybody, because there's this guy called the the Hillbilly Hammer, I think you've heard of him. He was him and Pettigrew was like getting big, you know what I mean? And I beat him at a tournament, and he was like, you know what I mean? He was he was they were getting hyped up, but I beat him like off an advantage, like it was kind of like like it was you know what I mean? Yeah. But that win. It's what basically like set me up for the next year to do like who's number one, which was the fight against him that really like blew me up. Cause when we fought the first time, it was at purple belt with like uh no 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 uh no leg lock. So he couldn't do his heel hooks. Nothing, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't do none of that. So he they were thinking, okay, we have black belt rules, you know what I mean? Like submission, like you know, all submissions go, he's gonna tap me. But nah, like me and Coach Lucas, shout out Coach Lucas. Like we just started evolving like our, our leg lock game, bro. Like just studying more and like the team just started, you know, I mean, going harder in the nogi. And then I beat him. And and you know what I mean? I, I like I, I just kept winning and then I lost and then I win and then I lose and then <laughs> then I got promoted. And I, I, I was, yeah, it's just been like a constant, like growth. Yeah. Like I'm not like my career has never been like, like, I feel like every year, like I've, I've seen it, like, hopefully this year is different. You know I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to go undefeated this year. <laughs> Damn. That'd be awesome. You know, you know, what, dude, I did. I, I like that. You mentioned your whole story that you, that you mentioned, like the, the parts where you fell down. I think that's part of everyone's fucking success story is, is yeah, you're always super stoked when you when you do well, dude. But like, you do remember the parts that when you wake up and you couldn't even look yourself in the mirror, and you're like, "What the fuck am I doing, man?" And you're like, dis- when you actually wake up disgusted with yourself, 
like you you don't forget that dude you don't forget that feeling at all and then and then it just creates a monster man it looked like it did for you a monster that's what it is man now look at you man and then your growth now is just phenomenal i wasn't surprised at all when i heard about how successful you were man uh you were you were already super good in high school i already knew that then like every, i mean i didn't even fucking wrestle either i just uh i remember people were telling me oh yeah he's really good at wrestling I'm like, oh, okay where the bitches at i wasn't focused on that <laughs> but i but i remember hearing it though is what i'm saying man you know yeah. um and um but I do like that you mentioned that, though, man, because it's very true, dude. Like once I think hitting rock bottom is just like such a fucking good thing to happen to anybody. It is, dude, because you can just only go up now and it, like, it, it just it dials you in, man. That, that's a that's a cool thing to mention when you're when you're telling your story, for sure. It, I, I feel like that 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 side is what really like because, bro, in this game of jujitsu, there's a lot of guys that have been doing it, like especially when it's like gi, everything like these guys have been doing it longer than you have. So like you have to you have to like i feel like you have to bring that dog like like you have to take him to a place where like like fuck man like techniques not gonna like work like i can't just like quit. this guy doesn't stop coming you know what i mean like just basically right. like relentless with it you know what i mean yeah i was i was telling some kid the other day <clears throat> he's a high school baseball player he's my dad's neighbor good kid he always comes over and fucking uh like when my dad's not there for vacations he feeds the dogs he's a good kid he's always hustling and he was talking about uh He's like, man, we're uh, we're facing this one team next week, and they're really good. And you know, like our team's not that good, blah blah blah. And I was like, look, man, I was like, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I don't know if your parents tell you this or anyone else don't tell you this. I was like, if if you don't, when you're facing a good team and your dick doesn't get hard, you ain't in it for you ain't in it for the long haul, dog. Oh, like, you your dick needs to get hard when you're facing these good teams. You need to be like, fuck yes, dude. I can't wait to fight that motherfucker. You have nothing to lose. On paper, they're already better than you. What the fuck do you have to lose? Then? They're already counting you out. You're already counting you out. What you should be excited as a motherfucker about this about this opportunity. You should be like, I don't give a fuck if my team loses. I don't give a fuck if anyone. I don't care if he sucks. I care if I do good, and that's all that matters. I was like, and it's a free opportunity. You got I don't know how many scouts come in for that team when they see the other kid on the other side of the field dominating. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And it's and it happens in any sport. Same thing. So I always feel like that's the if you have that mindset going into someone who's quote unquote better than you, has more work than you, has more achievements than you. You're, dude, you're gonna intimidate them more than more than they intimidate you, 100%. Um, when they're bigger, they're stronger. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be like, you know what I mean? More, you're, yeah, it's better, bro. It's 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 a lot better. Hell yeah! Imagine if you would tell all, all these kids, like 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 if kids just like understood. Like I think it's completely possible. Like that I think that like, if kids understood that, like like hey man, like if you just really work hard and like focus on your shit, like you're you're gonna like. What you can achieve right now, fuck, you, it'll be like crazy. Yeah. Because you know I mean? I'm 28, bro. I'm about to be 28 this year. God damn. I'm about to enter my prime, dog. Like, for real. Yeah, yeah legit. Yeah, bro. Like, and I was like, I feel like I could have gotten more before things happen, you know what I mean? The way, the way, the way they're supposed to happen. But like, I feel like I, I could have had more success back then if I just like mentally. I was there and like, I, I had like focus on what it really is important. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know what? But, uh, a lot of times and I've mentioned this before too, dude, is everyone needs to have like a struggle. Sometimes people have it, uh, circumstantially, like you're just giving it naturally. Like you're, you're raised in a fucked up neighborhood. Maybe you have a lot of issues at home. Um, financially you're not well off something, but when you, when you're kind of covered in all those fields, yeah. You still need a struggle. So like a lot of times when you're covered in all those fields, what we do is we subconsciously give ourselves a struggle on purpose. Like um, we dig ourselves in a hole on purpose just to see if we can honestly test. We can test ourselves, see if we can dig out of it. 
So yeah. um, that's why you see those people that are so goddamn successful, man, coming from like low income neighborhoods who are poor because they don't have time to give themselves a struggle. They already got one. You know what I'm saying? And for people like us, we, we had a pretty, you know, decent middle class, you know, lifestyle. Um, can't complain. on. No, we can't complain at all. But, but we fuck around a lot, too, because of that. We, we have wiggle room and then we'll dig ourselves in the hole just to see if we can get out. So um, it does delay your process. But in the end, it is a good thing, because regardless, you know, the end results are that you dig yourself out of a hole and you know that you can do it. And then you can apply it to every other thing in your life now. So it's it is beneficial. It, it is kind of a stopgap. It does. It does delay some time. But fuck it, man. I mean, it creates more growth in the end. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Like I, I've been really on this. Like, man, like eventually we're going to be like my dad turned 50 yesterday, bro. Wow. And I was like, I was like, man, like eventually, like, do you, I, I don't want to stop getting better. You know what I mean? Like, like now the way I think is like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to get worse as time comes on. Like, I want to make sure, like, like kind of like Matthew McConaughey, what he says, like, who's your hero? He's like, like, my hero is me 10 years from now. Like, I want to be yeah that I am now in 10 years. Like, like I want, like, mentally, physically, you know what I mean? Like, every financially, every everything, like, in 10 years, I want to be, I don't want to say, oh, fuck, in 10 years, I'm going to be 30. Eight, but no, no, is that thirty-eight? No, 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 no. You fuck. See, you were always shitty at math. Look at you. Yeah, fuck, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, What class did you skip at Mount Sac? Fucking math. <laughs> it did, dog. I fuck, man. Math was math was not my my forte. But I'm gonna be my th- I'm gonna be in my uh in my middle thirties or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I want to be better. That's that's the point. Was there were there any like uh like books or anything that you read during your time? I mean, like I, I know for me, dude, like I, I wasn't a book reader at all. Uh, I probably read like two, uh, my whole life. And then like, once, once I hit like my like deep hole, like I, I, I needed some sort of like a uh, outside influence. Is there any sort of outside influence you had? Did you read any books? Did you like do or any videos, movies, something like that? I yeah, kind of, last year, last year I read more than I've ever read in my life. Like last year is probably like my best year up so far, but I read like all these books last year. Like, Oh shit. Look at you. Yeah. So like, I got, I got like, uh, I like relentless, like all the, uh, Winning, uh, failing forward, as a man thinketh, like breathe. You know what I mean? The champion's mind. So like before, before reading, I was just kind of like, uh, I was just kind of um, listening to motivational videos. Like I'd go online because that's how that's how I started. So like I would do like an hour of like listening to like m- motivational stuff like things that like empower you like like tell you like i am a champion i am a winner i am like 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 you know like listening to like arnold or the old conor mcgregor videos or les brown td jakes you know steve harvey i, I like steve harvey steve harvey's cool yeah some all good those guys, yeah yeah all those guys that basically you can relate to like that like they went that they went through it bro like that like people thought they were crazy because they wanted to like accomplish like you know what I mean? They didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. And they they believed that in like a gift. And like, I believe I have a gift. And like, so I, I just related a lot to it. And then as like time went on now, now I like to like read, read books to like strengthen, you know what I mean? My, my mind and like on, on what I want, you know what I mean? Which is to be like the champion, you know what I mean? The best. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny because uh, you'll hear, you'll hear people like, uh, Say like the brain is a muscle, right? And then uh, you and then you have your your cynics and your and your people that are kind of like uh, well, 
why would you read a book and then read a book about the same thing somewhere else? Like, what the fuck's the point of that? Like, aren't they all kind of the same? And you're like, no, dude, if, if your brain is a muscle, then you don't just lift to get your arms big and then stop lifting. You still read, even if it is based on the same shit, it keeps your brain in shape. It's very important. Even if it's echoes the same premise, whatever you keep reading this shit, man. And it reaffirms your beliefs. It reaffirms why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah. Fuck man. And it could be on the day where you feel like, I don't want to do dick. I just want to sit home, jack off and watch friends. It could be on that day. You read that fucking book and you're like, damn dude, like I'm, I'm back. Like, thank God I was slipping today a little bit and I read it and it got me back into where I needed fucking be man. And, and that's like, that's the reason why you read it. It is a muscle, man. And you just got to keep reading those books, man. And it keeps, it keeps you in tune for sure, man. It keeps you sharp. I feel like it keeps you sharp. You know what I mean? You could have, you have like conversations with people a lot better. You know what I mean? You like more like calm. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? And it feels good. You don't feel all dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I don't know how many conversations I faked over the last year. I'm like, oh my God, interesting. And I sound, I'm all, I sound all smart and shit. Oh my God, man. It's like what David Goggins said. He was like, you know what? I'm a dumb motherfucker. All right. How do I fix that? I got to read. All right. Exactly. Exactly, man. Well, dude, tell me about um, your uh, your introduction to uh, to Lucas Leitch, man. Tell me about how 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 awesome it is that like you found Checkmat in La Habra, uh, which originated there by the great Leo Vieira. He was on our podcast, one of the best jujitsu legends of all time. And yeah. Um, yeah. how how coincidental, or maybe not. Uh, and how amazing is it that you were in this, from the same city where the original one started off with one of the best jujitsu trainers in the world with Lucas Leach? Bro, that La Habra's in the cut, bro. Like in the cut. Like if you ever drive by, I've lived in La Habra since I was like in third grade. Like third grade, fourth grade, you know what I mean? Like I've, I probably, and then I probably driven through that place so many times, but I just like never like, you know, like looked at the last like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I found La Habra after the two MMA fights at the UFC gym. I was like, um, I was like, man, like I, I, I know that because I was saying I was like staying after practice, doing extra stuff and like. People were like starting to ask, like when you get in a certain mindset, like people were starting to ask questions like, why are you doing extra reps? And I'd be like to be a world champion or they start asking me like, oh, what, what, what do you do after this? And I was in like the mindset that like, no, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And like everybody just wasn't taking it as serious as I was taking it. And like I, I got like after a while, like I broke the gap, like I like I was like in like two months I was already like beating everybody like almost in the gym you know what I mean so I, I felt like I had to like you know what I mean I went up to coach Jeff and I was like hey I'm going to Lucas and I heard about Lucas through my friend Alex Cruz who trains at Milani he's like hey how come you've never gone to um check my La Habra and I was like check my La Habra and he's like yeah Lucas Leitch he's a multiple time world champion he's like he's legit and I was like what so I went and as soon as I walked in, I like I went on the website and I seen the Honduras flag and I was like, this is it. <laughs> like, this is the spot. And like, <laughs> I remember, like, as soon as I walked in there, I was like, I was looking for world champions. Like, I, that's what I wanted to train with to like, kind of like, you know what I mean? Just to show me like, what's up? And they were there, bro. And like, it was just like the level of competition just kind of like fuck it, it was you know what i mean it was a lot there's a lot of um there's a lot of ground i had to make up because these guys were just like so good yeah 
I think that's I think that's the crazy part about jujitsu, dude, is like um <clears throat> you can't tell if someone's really good looking at them. Like you just don't know until you until you see them start doing their thing, man. There's some dudes that look like they fucking like they work at like as grocery store clerks. They look like they like they work at Google and they're fucking animals. And you're like, oh shit, like this guy, like as to where like boxing, uh, other sports, you can just look at someone and go, that guy's probably really fucking good, you know, or football, and you know, that guy's probably he's probably pretty good. It's so not that with jujitsu, man. Like if you're in it's shape, it sure helps you. Yeah, it for sure helps you if you're in really good shape. No, don't get me don't get me twisted. But I mean, like, there's some dudes who just don't give a fuck about that, and they're just really and they're just skinny dudes and they're killers, man. Yeah, bro, they, they are. They, they, it's, it's definitely like that. But like, but nowadays though, it's kind of starting to get like you could tell like all the elite guys, they're for sure like <laughs> they're all for sure working out. There's some deep shape now. Yeah, they're they're putting in the work for sure. Especially now, bro. I feel like Nogi's gotten bigger than it's like it's ever it's ever been right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What's what's your preference, gi or Nogi? I could do both, bro. But I, I, I love the gi. Like the, I, I started with the like jujitsu with the gi, and like I remember for like a long time, for like the beginning, like I was only competing in the gi really, and I would do no gi matches. But like it was kind of just like, oh, all right, I'll do no gi, whatever. Right. But I was just, I was, I was a lot more interested in the gi, and then like the way, like once the pandemic hit, bro, like no gi kind of like the like not saying that the gi went down. But like after the pandemic, like the um, the nogi, like people just, you know what I mean? They got all crazy about like leg locks and like nogi and everything, like the super fights. And right. yeah, right. Well, dude, I I, I looked up uh, all your accolades before this man, and, and it's pretty wild, man. Um, I looked at all the rankings, and if you add them all up, you're 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 like you're like one over here, you're like three over here, you're like number four over here. And you're like two again over here. And it's like, you're, if you add them all up, you're like, you're number one in the world at Brown Belt, um, which is fucking bananas, man. That's a huge accomplishment, dude. And I, I, I think like if you're if you're a black belt, like obviously you're always looking at the competition around you, but um, you're always looking at who's coming up, too. And I, I, I know those motherfuckers are worried about you, man. Like they 100 percent, man. You can't be doing what you're doing and not um, tell me about your experience uh, recently at Worlds, man. I know that just passed and um, you guys were the the most successful uh, jiu-jitsu competition team there. You guys won, I, fuck, I don't know how many titles. It's ridiculous, man. So tell me about your experience there. At the Gi Worlds? Yeah. Man, it was, it still wasn't the same as it was like when it was at the, at the, <laughs> at the triangle, bro. Like the energy was there, but the triangle is just like, like when it's at the pyramid, bro, I still remember when I, when I, when I was a blue belt and I walked into the worlds, like I just couldn't help but like bug. Like I smiled because it was like, like I could feel it in the air. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. oh shit. And then like when we went over here, like I, I think I was like expecting that kind of energy, but it it was it was high. You know what I mean? Because like there was a lot of high level guys, but like it was it just wasn't like as. I think it's because there was just so much room. You know what I mean? That like everybody was kind of all spread out. And it's like a lot better when everybody's like, oh, right, yeah, it's wild. But I had a I had a good tournament, dog. I, t- I took second. You know what I mean? I lost to. Um, I went up against a, a D one wrestler first round. I beat him. I took him down, and then I went up against some guard puller. And then another, the Javier Barta. He's tough. He's from Paraguay. I beat him and then I lost to Pedro Mourinho by, I think, one advantage or, or no, 
one advantage in the wow. in the finals. That's crazy, man. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, bro. He, he he was he was tough, but I'm I mean, like looking back at that match, like that, that at that match, um, I feel like I had that moment. You know, like when when it's like I've had a, a couple of those, but like there was like two minutes left, a minute thirty left, and I kind of was like, instead of like, and we were on our feet, so like I was like, okay, and, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go. I should have. You know what I mean? Like taking a deep breath, circled back, like kind of like, all right, taking a few seconds just to kind of like, all right, recover and set up the shot a lot better. Cause like I took like a, a bad, like, a, just like, I was just too rushed. I was like, like trying to make it intense. Cause every, I, I was hearing everybody going crazy. Right. Yeah, of course. So I took a shot and then he pulled in a guard and his grips, bro. Like in, in Guy, it's like, as soon as somebody gets a guard, it's 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 like their grips it's really hard to pass them and like you just you know what i mean he played right. it as soon as he got his grips he was kind of like no nah, i won this that's it like i tried to pass but it was it just wasn't happening but besides that i had a dominant tournament bro like i was i only trained not like making myself better you know what i mean like oh i, I could have been like though but i trained three weeks for the for that tournament damn like, I I trained in the gi, like just gi, three weeks. Like, like I was doing, cause I did no gi worlds. Then I did the ADCC trials, and then I did the gi worlds. So like it was like, like guys were after no gi worlds. Guys already had like okay, they went to tournaments in the gi, and they were just preparing. They had like a whole other month to like fine tune. And like I believe like oh man, if I would have had like an extra month of training in the gi. Cause I was still kind of like in the gi. It's like, bro, it's like repetition, and you kind of gotta get your like your 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 flow with it. You know what I mean? And your right, rhythm. sure, yeah. And like my rhythm at, at the gi, like it was good. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like like sharp, sharp. It was starting to get sharp. Cause, bro, <laughs> the first ask anybody, the first week if you're just training no gi, the first two weeks are like fuck like they suck bro like it's yeah. hard because like you're going up against guys like I, there's a lot of guys that check my Habra that specialize in the gi so like if you take your time off not that you take the time off but you go to no gi they're just still training gi so when you come back they're like welcome back yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh shit man that's yeah. wild brother that's wild man so what's so what's next for el monstro man what's what what do we got planned ahead are we are we looking at more MMA fights? Are we are we looking at uh maybe the development of like further strike? Like, what are we looking at, man? Let me know, man. I know you got your clothing line. That's the shit, man. What what's <laughs> what's next for Al Munstro, man? Well, the 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 for the next seven eight months. So like the plan is like I'm going to South Carolina next month for like a five thousand dollar tournament. Like it's like a tournament for five Gs. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna. I'm hoping to get on a on a like a super fight in March against somebody like a like a like another big name. Then do the ADCC trials in the West Coast in Las Vegas and uh, win the West Coast trials, qualify for the ADCC, and then win the ADCC, and then after that, kind of like make my decision of whether I'm gonna like continue to. 
uh, go and try to be like a gi world champion in jujitsu. You know what I mean? Or like already like I'm thinking I'm 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 almost more certain that I'm gonna start like transitioning to MMA because I start I start boxing next week. So oh nice dude. Yeah, like I've boxed and everything before, but like now I like I want to start like implementing it like. Like, you know, like nothing crazy, like two times a week, but two times a week for a year, you, you know, you, you'll get all right. Oh, dude, 100%, man. If you ever need any boxing connections, you let me know, man. We, uh, we've had, uh, I've done it my whole life, uh, but we've had a lot of cool people on here that that are well known that, you know, that's what they do for a living. And, uh, man, they'd love to take a new project on, man. Um, we're having a, a cut man come in, uh, what's it called? On Tuesday, his name is Mike Rodriguez. He's he's like the he's like the legendary cut man at Wild Card. Uh, we've had Rudy Hernandez on. He's actually a boxing coach too. Uh, he's a cut man for the UFC. I mean, this is their world, man. This is what they live for. Yeah. All they all they do is train for this stuff. So, man, if you ever uh, need some quick tips or something, just holler at me, man. That's good friends of mine. For sure, Danny. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then eventually, you know I mean, UFC champ in like not like right away, but like probably like five years, five to six years from now. That'd be cool, man. God, <laughs> that'd be cool, dude. Watch, watch hey, all. Hey, hopefully you have like your own like studio or something. You know what I mean? Like, like big old studio by that time. You know what I mean? That'd be that'd be cool. I, dude, I'll be the I'll do it in person. Bro. Hey, I'll bring the, <laughs> hey, I'll bring the bottle, dog. <laughs> we fucking did it. We're mad. Yeah. We fucking celebrating. Fuck you at? I fucking knew it. Dude, we'll look back at the episode and be like, dude, look how far we came, man. You know, it's 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 been a journey, man. Uh. And I'm excited to see you go through it, man. It's it's gonna be cool, man. I, I'm fucking uh, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're doing well, man. I've only heard good things. I had a few buddies that uh, that go to check, man. That have a uh, that you know they said they look up to you when you're there, and that you're always been really cool, and you help them with training, and and uh, that's always good to hear, man. It's always good to hear when someone is uh, you know, not only putting that energy into themselves, but they're putting it outside too, like that. People can say like, yeah, he, he's yeah, he's really good, but he's not a cocksucker either. He's a fucking good guy, and I think that's I think that's important too, man. Yeah, man, I feel like I'm I'm very I'm very blessed, you know what I mean? And I think like the bet, like obviously, like like I think the bet the, the the thing that pe- the way you could help people the most is probably like just helping them with what you could what you know, you know what I mean? Like people appreciate it when like you take the time to like help them with like a technique or like you know what I mean? You talk, you know what I mean? Just be cool with people, you know what I mean? Of yeah. course, man. Of course. Is there a Social media, everyone else can find you at uh, any of your links for all your clothes and for uh for anything you got going on, man. Yeah, my Instagram's at El Monstro BJJ. El Monstro BJJ. Fuck yeah, man. Well, yeah. dude, thanks for stopping in, man. I had a fucking blast. It was good catching up. It's been 10 years. Hey, you, you should get Lucas on the show, bro. I should, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to Lucas, Lucas is fun, dog. Like Lucas, Lucas will keep you like like he he has stories for days, bro. Like about like the OG to everything. Like if you want to. You want to hear the story? You should, you should hit up Lucas Leach. Yeah, dude, I would love to, man. I'm trying. I'm just I'll tell him. I'll tell him, dude. Please, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get the whole fucking, the whole world on here, man. I'm just, I'm just, uh, some stupid kid having fun, man. That's all it is. So anyone who says yes to come on the show, I'm in, dude. Hell yeah. All right, for sure. Thanks, brother. For all you guys out there, man, go check out uh Elder Cruz's page, man, and and you're gonna be inspired, man. Go read some fucking books. Don't ditch class. And uh, fuck, man. Thanks for stopping in. Hey, thank you, Danny. Of course, brother. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with the fastest rising star in the jiu-jitsu world, Elder El Monstro Cruz. Thanks a lot for joining the show, man. It was a real pleasure. Uh, it's been a long-ass time. I'm glad you laid off the mocha salsa burritos. I have not. Maybe I should take your path and see what happens. 
But in the meantime, for all you Elder Cruz fans, go to his Instagram. Uh, I put the link in the podcast description. You'll find everything from his next competitions, his next fights, and also his clothing brand. And you'll also find the link to Checkmat La Habra, where he's where he trains out of. You can also check out his videos that he puts up for all of you guys, training videos. And go to our Instagram. Check out Alternate Take DR. See what kind of crazy shit we put up. Um, and also go back and listen to our last episodes. This is Alternate Take. I am Danny Rodriguez. And I'll see you guys later. Peace.